0: Filled with teaching, truths and issues that matter, Bernie Diamond's A Different Perspective, part of Night Vision each weeknight. Details at vision.org.au This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media. Thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation today at vision.org.au.
1: Our objective in life is not to find out how God can bless our dreams and ambitions. Our goal or our objective is to find His plan and align ourselves with it. That's what
0: it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. But how do we align ourselves with a plan that we might not yet fully understand? Coming up today, Pastor Greg Laurie has counsel.
1: Never be afraid to commit an unknown future to a known God. This is the day when the lost are found This is the day for a new beginning Amazing grace, how sweet the sound Can you hear the
0: angels are singing? This is the day, the day when life begins Google processes more than 3.5 billion searches every single day How do we know? Well, we Googled it. billion searches from 7.5 billion people on the planet. Wow, that's a lot of us that are curious. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie speaks to one of the most curious issues of the Christian life. How can we discover God's will for our lives and how can we align ourselves with his plan? Let's discover how we can find the fulfillment of living according to God's purpose.
1: How many of you have ever seen that bumper sticker, probably in a car, that says, God is my co-pilot? You've seen that sticker? How many of you have that sticker on your car? Okay, if you do, please take it off now. Uh, I actually saw kind of a response to it, a little bit uh, satirical. It said, dog is my co-pilot, instead of God. You say, that's sacrilegious. Honestly, I like the dog one better than the God one. Let your dog be your co-pilot. God doesn't want to be your co-pilot. God doesn't even want you in the cockpit, okay? So, (laughs) this is part of the problem, is is we sort of envision God as, God is my co-pilot. God is my wingman. God is my close buddy well you know look yes it's true god will be your friend but oh no he wants to be so much more than that you see he is the potter and you are the clay he is the shepherd and you are the sheep he is the master and you are the servant we got to get this one figured out in fact we read over in 1st corinthians 6:19 that our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in us, which we have from God and we're not our own. Do we understand that? You're not your own. Often we'll say, well, you know, my wife, my husband, my car, my house, my career, my ministry, my future, my past, my thoughts, my plans, my, my, my. Okay, it's okay. They have a sense of uh, connection to all those things, but we need to always remember that everything belongs to God. Your possessions belong to God. Your families belong to God. Your future, it all belongs to God. So listen to this. Our objective in life is not to find out how God can bless our dreams and ambitions. Let me say that again, because this is not always what we hear being taught today, sometimes even in churches. Our goal in life should not be to get God to bless our dreams and ambitions. Listen, our goal or our objective is to find His plan and align ourselves with it. This is really important. Some of you are saying, well, God doesn't care about my dreams. God doesn't care about my ambitions. He cares. But our goal is not to get God to do what we want Him to do. Our goal should be us doing what He wants us to do because eventually you'll figure out God's plans for you are better than your plans for yourself. So never be afraid to commit an unknown future to a known God. That's what it means to be a servant. Hey, that's what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. But listen. Here is this secret many do not know. Here is the sweet spot of the Christian life where it almost becomes effortless, where you enjoy that life and joy that God wants you to experience. And it's embedded right here in the Great Commission. So let's look at it again. Matthew 28, uh, we read these words. Jesus speaking, "'Go and make disciples of all nations.'" baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you and be sure of this, I am with you even to the end of the age. As a follower of Jesus, I should either be being discipled or I should be discipling others and sometimes I'm doing both. There's someone that I'm discipling and someone that's discipling me. You say, well, what does all this discipling mean? It means that I'm taking a younger believer under my wing. I'm helping them to get established and uh, get more mature spiritually. But at the same time, I have someone in my life that's helping me to grow as well. This is something we're all called to be. Either be a disciple or a disciple maker and preferably both at the same time. Well where does that start? No brainer, it's right here in the Great Commission. Be baptized. What does Jesus say? Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we start in a simple act of obedience to be baptized, so begin there. And then number two, he says obey his commands. Go into all the world and teach these new disciples to obey all my commands. Before I can teach others to obey his commands, I first should be obeying his commands. Well, what are his commands? Well, there are many I could cite, but let me sum it up in a simple way. Jesus said, if you will love me with all of your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself, you fulfill the commands. Think about it for a second. If I love God with all of my heart and all of my soul and all of my mind, I would never want to break the first four of the 10 commandments which deal with my relationship with God. If I really love the Lord with all my heart, soul, and mind, I wouldn't want to have another God before Him. I wouldn't want to worship a false image. I wouldn't want to take His name in vain. And if I love my neighbor as myself, I would not want to lie to them or steal from them, or covet something that belongs to them, and I certainly would not want to murder them. So if I focus on loving God with all of my heart, soul, and mind, and my neighbor as myself, I will fulfill the commands he gives. Now let's shift gears and go to our second passage. Go over to Luke 14, where Jesus really breaks down what it means to be a disciple. Uh, Verse 26, he says, if any man comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers, sisters, yes, in his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. I made this point in my last message, but in case you didn't hear it, I want you to know what it is. Number one, if you want to be his disciple, you must love Jesus more than anyone or anything else. You must love Jesus more than anyone or anything else. When Jesus says, hate your father, mother, brothers, sisters, etc.", he's not being literal. <laughs> because in other passages, I'm told to love my wife as Christ loves the church. I'm told to even love my enemies. Jesus is using a contrasting term to make a larger point. In effect, he's saying, your love for God should be so intense that your love for others would be like hatred in comparison. You need to love Jesus more than you love your wife. You need to love Jesus more than you love your husband. You need to love Jesus more than you love your children. You need to love Jesus more than you love your stuff. You need to love Jesus more than you love your life itself. You say, Well, I don't know if that's possible. Oh, it's possible. And listen to this if you really love Jesus as you ought to, He'll give you more love for that ornery husband of yours. If you really love Jesus as you ought to, He'll give you more love for that, dare I say it, sometimes, on rare occasions, nagging wife. <laughs> if you really love Jesus as you ought to, He'll give you love for those crazy teenagers. If you love Jesus as you ought to, He'll give you love, more love, for those overbearing parents, right? He'll give you more love. He'll expand your heart. So you must love God more than anyone or anything else. Love Him more than your career. Love Him more than your ministry. Love Him more than even your life.
0: You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. Great to have you with us today. Pastor Greg is from Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California. And today he's offering some important principles about being a genuine disciple. It's a study called. What is a disciple? Let's continue.
1: Point number two, the disciple must take up the cross and follow Jesus. Verse 27, whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. In Luke's gospel over in the ninth chapter, uh, Jesus addresses this again with a little more detail. He says, if anyone desires to come after me and be my disciple, he must deny himself, listen to this, and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever seeks to save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. So I know when I make a statement like this, it sounds pretty unappealing. You imagine yourself living this miserable life, you know, sacrificial life, An unhappy life, but as I said in the beginning, this is the way to live as a Christian. You sort of envision it like your friends call you, hey, wanna go out and get dinner and a movie tonight? No, I don't wanna do that. Why not? Because I'm bearing the cross. (laughs) Wow, okay. What does that mean? It means I'm eating bread, very old stale bread, drinking water, and just staring at the wall all the while dressed in sackcloth, yes. <laughs> that's not burying the cross, that's being weird, okay? <laughs> it has nothing to do with burying the cross because the fact of the matter is when you're really burying the cross, you'll be experiencing life. Don't forget, Jesus said, if you'll lose your life for my sake, you'll find it. I mean, we want to find The meaning of life and and people say, you know, I'm learning to love myself. I I just don't love myself but I'm learning to love myself. Oh stop. You love yourself so much already. No I don't because I'm overweight and I don't think I'm attractive and I don't like the way I looked in the last 5,000 selfies that I shot (laughs) and posted on Instagram (laughs) yesterday. Yeah. Because you love yourself, you took 5,000 selfies. Because you love yourself, you're aware of your appearance. Because you love yourself, you think about yourself. So don't say you're learning to love yourself. You already love yourself. That's just an established fact. Jesus is saying, no the objective is not to learn to love yourself, it's to deny yourself and it's to lose yourself. And how do you lose yourself? Answer, by taking up the cross and following him. But what does it mean to bear the cross? We use this phrase, cross-bearing, for a lot of things. You know, you might say of your husband, oh, my husband, he's my cross to bear in life. <laughs> and uh, he might be saying that about you too, by the way, wife. Well, um, my cross to bear is this neighbor I have. Or my cross to bear is this problem I'm facing. No, that's not your cross to bear. Here's what your cross to bear simply is. It means you die to yourself and by dying to yourself or losing yourself, you ultimately find yourself. You go, what do you mean by die to self? Let me illustrate. Dying to self means resisting that temptation to do what everybody else does. Dying to self means to a single person waiting to have sex until you're married. Dying to self, if you're a married person, means no sex after marriage. Well, let me rephrase that. With someone beside your spouse. <laughs> Sometimes dying to yourself means set down the remote control and or the cell phone and or the tablet device and or whatever electronic gadget you're holding onto, the control for the video game, and pick up your Bible and read it. Dying to yourself means praying when you'd rather be sleeping. Dying to yourself and taking up the cross means forgiving someone who has hurt you if you feel like it or not. Dying to yourself and taking up the cross means swallowing your pride and telling someone about Jesus. Dying to yourself and taking up the cross means doing what God wants you to do instead of doing what you want to do. Dying to yourself and taking up the cross means leaving your comfort zone and engaging a person in a conversation about Jesus Christ. There's hundreds, maybe even thousands of opportunities every day to die to yourself. Hey, dying to yourself means getting up in the morning and going to church because we're not always in the mood to go to church. Are you always in the mood? Really, you aren't? You don't like it here? No, I'm kidding. No, sometimes we are. And I heard about a husband and wife that were getting ready for church in the morning. And and the wife noticed the husband hadn't done a thing to get ready. She's ready to walk out the door. She said, honey, we're going to church. Why aren't you ready? He says, I'm not going to church today. She said, why? He says, I'll give you three reasons why. The people in that church are cold. Number two, no one down there likes me. Number three, I just don't want to go. She said, I'll give you three reasons why you need to go to church today. Number one, the people there are warm. Number two, some people like you. And number three, you're the pastor, so get dressed. (laughs) Let me ask you this. Has there ever been a time where you really didn't want to go to church? You just weren't in the mood or you had the sniffles or there were eight drops of rain or whatever it was, right? I love how, you know, there's a little rain. We can't go to church, but we can go to the mall or the movie still, right? So whatever it was, he said, no, no, we're going to church because that's what we do. That's a priority in this. Home. So you went, and the moment the worship began, you thought, ah, oh, I was supposed to be here today. Have you ever had a time where I really don't want to read the Bible? I'm too busy to read the Bible. And you opened it more out of obedience almost, and, and then a verse just jumped off the page and spoke directly to a situation you were dealing with. Has there ever been a time where you really didn't want to leave your comfort zone and engage a person you didn't know in a conversation about Jesus, but you did it out of obedience as a way of denying yourself and taking up the cross, and that conversation blew open and it resulted in that person coming to Christ. You see, that's what it means. We die to ourselves, we take up the cross, and we follow Him.
0: Pastor Greg Laurie pointing out the self-sacrificing life of discipleship and how it's the most rewarding life that we can live. And next time, continuing his series Discipleship: The Road Less Taken, Pastor Greg will share about how disciples are those who make the biggest impact for our culture. Listen again tomorrow, right here on A New Beginning. And for a copy of today's full message, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called What is a Disciple? Just go to visionstore.org.au or call one 00 50 Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.